following is a production of Dirty Mo Media. And now, your starting lineup for Dirty Mo Doe. Up first from the great state of Ohio, he's the degenerate of the group who bets on anything he watches, the Chopper. Next, he's from the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, the man who does the real work crunching the numbers, the Professor. And last, hailing all the way from Maine, the crew chief of this misfit bunch, Steve Latard. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, it's a big week, it's a big week. We got NASCAR in Kansas and we have the Kentucky Derby. It is like a holiday for degenerates. Where else can you put on a dress, drink bourbon and gamble all day long and look totally normal? It is an absolute perfect day for Dirty Mode Doe. Myself, Steve LeTart, your host. I see the chopper on the ones and twos, got his mic to work. And the professor, straight from Lazy Five, feeding the ostriches. He's in here. It's a big day. We're going to talk uh, a little bit of Dover from last week. Look ahead to Kansas. And drumroll, guest Steve Kornacki. That's right, the man on the board for politics, for sports, and for this weekend, for NBC Sports and the Kentucky Derby is going to join us, give us a little horse handicapping, a little horse education because uh, if you don't bet on the Kentucky Derby, just stop unsubscribe, stop listening. I mean, this is a degenerate group. And Chop, we don't bet a lot of horses, but there's zero chance you ain't having Derby bets. Zero chance. Zero chance. Yeah, zero chance. Yep. Especially with all that money from Dover. Holy smokes! I can't well, believe he didn't come in in person wearing a gold chain. Didn't work out that well, actually. What? Yeah. How is this to, possible? I listen to you two guys. No, no, no. I told you Truex was going to have a monster day. He no, just stop. Just stop. Now, listen, here's the deal. I went back and just listened to the pod because last week you <laughs> you put it on me that did I listen to the pod? Well, I went back and listened to the pod. And if I yeah. looked, it said the three guaranteed best runners, first, second and third chase. <laughs> 11th Larson, 32nd Harvick. He got chastained. He got chastained. You can't put chastaining on me. Then I got a fade Penske. Penske's awful. They didn't win. What, what did Blaney finish? They didn't win. What about Blaney? Byron, least favorite Hendrick driver. Where'd he finish? Okay. <laughs> Tie top 10. Nope. Yep. How about the best the hammer? How about the hammer? Latart hammer. What was that? Kyle Busch guaranteed over Tyler Reddick. Put it on the line. Give him a call. Tell him to text me. How'd that work out? You know, thank goodness. you know when you chop you know, when you put it that way. I tell you, I went back and I'm not sure you guys got one right, <laughs> let alone any. I mean, it it was bad. Now, thankfully, I have a friend who gave me some insight that allowed me to kind of adjust my bets on Sunday morning and went heavy Toyota. And that Toyotas, they were strong, and they carried the day for us. So it was a good week. Could have been a lot better if I wouldn't listen to some of you guys' picks. But uh, <laughs> all in all, you know, you can't get it right every week. What do you do? That's what I think about that. I'm not going to argue with the man. Facts <laughs> are facts. Moving on. Pass Dover, heading to Kansas. Um, okay, for the record, Larson was fast and got chastained. That's true. Kyle, Kyle Bush decided to not pit with 50 to go in stage one and got lapped. So just go ahead and tell you, whatever data RCR was using to decide to not pit, I wouldn't use that data to order a pizza. 
I mean, it was the worst. Like when they stayed out, I literally Russ. So listen, chop it. Me and Professor watch it together. When they stayed out, what I tell you, Professor? I said he goes. Professor looks at me. Goes, you know, the eight stayed out. I said, what did you just say? He did what? <laughs> That's what I said. He did what? And then we were watching with a third person. He goes, well, how do you think it's going to work? Not good. He goes, well, what's with it? I said, no, there's zero. There is not a, 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 an action in the solar system that's going to make this work. Halley's Comet couldn't hit turn two at Dover and have this stay out at the end of stage one idea work. This had no chance. So, Chopper, I apologize because I did say the eight, but I didn't know they were going to go brain dead. I didn't know they were just going to. I actually think they heard you might be betting on them and they threw it. I think that might have that might have been what happened. Could be. Could be. I don't know. But now we're going to Kansas. And if Toyota was good last week, this is Toyota Central. The 45 car with two different drivers is two for two. And now we're putting Reddick in the 45 to try to go three for three with three different drivers. I don't even have to ask a professor. Never happened before. Never has the same car number one with three different drivers and three consecutive races at the same track, right, Professor? Never. I got Google. Didn't need the professor. I Googled that myself. <laughs> uh, so let's talk about it. Well, you want to talk about all as a predictor. Where should we start, Chop? Since I'm a little gun shy after last week. So I'm going to let you run the show. Well, I, you know, I looked at the predictor and I'm like, where are the Toyotas? So I was wondering, I looked at the predictor too, and I wanted to know what in the hell, like, are we using, you remember the game Boggle? I think that's what he does. I think he puts the car numbers in there and just hits it and just lets the things keep jumping around until he picks some car numbers. Okay, well, let's talk about it. What do you have against Larson and and Byron? Nothing. They're going to run fourth and fifth. They're going to run fourth and fifth. Okay. Toyotas are going, okay. I didn't see anything last week. That tells me Toyotas aren't going to strut their way out to Kansas. In bl- a big week for Toyota, they announced Legacy Motorsports. No, wait, Motor what's it called now? Motor Club. Okay, Club. I can't. I, I'm not saying that. I refuse to say Motor Club. I think it's dumb. <laughs> Legacy is going to go to Toyota next year. <laughs> Listen, you guys can laugh all you want. I would have, they have some good looking apparel. I wouldn't wear it because it says Motor Club. Ain't doing it. So, <laughs> so Legacy's joined Toyota next year. All right, so let's talk the predictor. Kyle Larson, William Byron, one and two. And, and the way the points work in the predictor, they're a gap. They are a head and shoulders one, two, according to the predictor. The next group is bundled together. Chastain, Truex, Hamlin, Harvick, Bell. Three Toyotas in the second group. So this is what I think, Chop. I think you actually have an advantage because I think the predictor in the books see it the same way. Larson and Byron are the two favorites. So I think you can get some value on some Toyotas. Yeah, all those Toyotas are in the 9 and 10 range, 9 and 10 to 1. Can we just call Larson's season out for what it is? It's victory lane or the wrecker? Yeah. I mean, he is as, he is as hot as cold as they come. I shouldn't say hot or cold, but right? Like, he's always fast, and he either hits something or wins. Two wins, right? So, Russ, let's take us through the year. Take the super speedways out. We don't care about them. Well, so, let's cancel just do the Talladega. Last five races. Do the last five last races. Fi- last five races. Go ahead. Give me the race. Two wins. And three finishes of 32nd or worse. So real simple. You have to take Larson because if there's still air in the tires, he's going to win. If the air comes out of the tires, he's a loser. So I wouldn't take him in any matchups or any other crap, but you got to take him to win, right? Like you can't sleep yeah. on him. Oh, yeah. No, he's he's so fast. I love – did you did you see him slow down Chastain there at the end? That was a it nice little, that was that a was nice a, little move. That was a very nice touch. Did that Just help racing. you? Just racing. What's that? Did that help you? 
No, I had Larson. Well, wait, 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 wait. It helped him a little good. because when I looked it at did. Chop's bets, his big liability was a Chastain win. A Chastain win would have flipped the day. You yeah. thought he came in hot already, betting on us. If he would miss Truex <laughs> too, I'm not sure he'd have joined. Yeah. It was yeah. nice to catch Truex for sure. He was due. You've been calling him for a while. Yeah, that's my guy. Oh, listen. Look, yep. oh, I know. Listen, you you knew why. Listen, I logged on for this pod, and the professor was already on, powder on the forehead, enemy up front. Truex was in. I think he was wearing his 19 shirt. Do, 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 do. So exciting. So exciting. He was like dancing in the background. All right, let's hammer right through this because we want to leave a little bit of time for the uh, Kentucky Derby. Let's go right down the line. Just give me the quick one. Larson's a yes to bet. He's five to one. Even at five to one, you got to have him. William Byron. He's cooling off, hot start, cooling off, although we had a good day at Dover. Eight to one. Predictor has him good. Chop, what's your gut say? Do you have to put a little Byron action out? You've hit the winner. How many weeks in a row? You're on fire. I think I missed one. I think we all know which one that was. <laughs> we're, we're not speaking of it anymore. Um, I, yeah, I, you know, eight to no, one. I, yeah, I like... Uh... You know, you got to put two, you got to put Larson and Byron in the, in the mix for sure. I do. Now I'm going to say something about the next favorite. The next favorite is Reddick at eight to one. Let me tell you. And I hate to say the professor's right, but he already sent this to me in a text message. Reddick is like a little bit of an enigma, a little bit of an aura. He runs good at these low grip tracks because he runs the wall, but man, he hits a lot of stuff. So I'm not saying he won't win, but I actually don't love him in matchups and stuff because I think he either wins He's a little Kyle Larson-esque at these tracks. Like, I don't know if you're going that fast, it's easier to hit something because he's going to be fast. So I have the same concern about Reddick. You get nine to one on a couple books here. Uh, I think you have to have him because he is going to be rolling quick. But I am a little concerned about some of the other bets with him just because he does hit some stuff. So once again, Professor, we've, we are 13 weeks in. You do not have to raise your hand. We don't have bathroom keys, and you don't have to raise your hand. You could do either on your own. So last year, just to go along with your Reddick talk, he um, hit the wall from fifth last year, first race, finished 30th. Second race, he hit the wall while leading and finished 35th. This year he's in a hot Toyota, though. This race is going to be different. Okay. That's what I'm thinking. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we have the title to the podcast. <laughs> this race is going to be different. <laughs> Maybe the That's a hot will, take. Yeah, maybe the Toyotas will get a new pit crew for a number of their teams. Oh, we're going to get to Hamlin in a minute. Martin Truex Jr., does he go back-to-back? Back? Now they just want to race 9-1. to one. I like it. I, uh, oh, I mean, I'm going to tell you, there's something about getting that day, you know, getting that win, feeling all good. Yeah, Top 10 the last seven there. Won there twice. Whoa, 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 whoa. Slow down. Slow down. Man, you, like, if we're going to get our pens out, you can't just start throwing stats out. Start over. I'll your raise my best hand. buddy, Martin Truex Jr., is what? Yeah, there you go. Start raising your hand again. That worked better. Finished top 10 in the last seven races there. Two-time winner there. He's finished. You get this? He's finished second through ninth in, in all those positions since he's won last than a mile-and-a-half track. He's got 12 mile-and-a-half wins. Okay, so let's talk Truex specifically. Nine-to-one to win is an absolute must bet. Something. Two and a half to one top three, one and a half to one top five, minus 200 top 10. Do you take it anywhere back through the field chop or just to win? I'm, th I'm thinking win only. I, I, this, I agree. I think you lose your value too quick. Yeah. 
So how does this how does this track compare to to Dover? And obviously mile and a half, but very very race. little, um, very very little. Dover is a kind of a one one and done type of style. This track is lower grip. Grip goes away. With this car, they didn't run the top quite as much as we've seen in the past. I still don't think you know it works a little bit different. But with all that said, Chop, you know I don't think the Toyotas were better because they were good at Dover. I think we Toyotas came out and they got their eyes blackened. Let's just be honest. We started the year the Toyotas were not up to pace, both horsepower and downforce with the combination of two. They were behind. You cannot run that good at Dover without a good combination of both. So I actually expect some strong Toyota. I mean, I have a hard time getting a Ford up there. I'm not going to lie. I think it's a Toyota Chevrolet battle up front. Go ahead. Yep. Yes, sir. Man in the corner. Ford only has one win on a mile and a half in the next gen car. So let's just, we're fading. Can we say we're going to fade Ford? To, now, when I say fade, a little asterisk, right? It's not a blanket against anybody. But when we get over to the matchups, Chop, I think the Fords just, they, they've, they're lacking a little bit. So now let's get to your old buddy, James Dennis Hamlin. And the reason I say this is because I actually believe he was the best car in Dover. So I don't know if they didn't have any nitrogen for their pit guns and they were using four ways. I don't know if they were using a bottle jack on both sides. Like, I don't know what was slowing this 11 car down, but they were awful on pit road. Um, Hamlin, three or four weeks ago, write it down, circle it on the calendar. 11 cars making a run. They haven't been awful. Still looking for that win. Is this the breakout for Denny Hamlin? Professor, you have the floor. Well, I think he lost what twelve spots on pit road at Dover, so so that's that's an issue. He's, I think he's the twelfth best pit crew overall for the for the year. So I don't think they're that terrible as he thinks. But um, well, you unless know. you come in first, or what about in the third stage? Where does he rank in the third I mean, stage pit stops? Oh, I mean, it's ooh week. Ooh, it's professor Chop has just brought pit crew. <laughs> Look at that right there. You know what? You have homework. We don't want pit crew ranks. We want pit crew ranks by stages because perhaps yeah. oh. they tighten up a little bit when it really matters. It can't seem to get. Oh, yeah, that's good homework. Job. The first stop, they were fast, super fast, low nines. The first kind of like hitting the fairway on the first tee. Right. Like hitting the fairway off the first tee. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah, it's brutal. It's brutal to watch. I couldn't imagine. And so you know would what? you call his pit crew lawn chairs? Oh, they're awful. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I think they are the launcher. I don't think it's, I don't think it's DH. I think it's them. Frankly, <laughs> he doesn't, he's passing the same guys. <laughs> he passes them. He goes into the pit. He's comes out. He's got to pass them again. Well, at least he, so he knows how to, how to do it then. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and then the other guy, Ty Gibbs is having a phenomenal race. Top five all day. They can't get gas in the car. Uh, you know what? That was a shame. He was having a monster day. I Let's keep going it. because I want to get to Ty Gibbs. Uh, we got but, Bell but Denny's next. Good. Denny's good at Kansas, though. So I he's definitely. I thought, wait a second. I thought you were going to start at Denny's good. I'm like, breaking news. <laughs> Guys go, I don't know, 40 or 50 wins. <laughs> Denny's good. Yeah. Denny's good. <laughs> One, two of the last seven, top five, and five of the last seven. I, if you don't have a hammer bet on Truex and Hamlin, I mean, I just, I don't know, something about Hamlin. He's not going to get blank this year. How about Bell? Bell already has a couple wins at nine to one. He runs good at Kansas. They all run good yeah. at Kansas. This is the problem. Chase Elliott's 12 to one. I thought he was going to be a monster at Dover. I was totally wrong. Um, I'd fade him. Chastain. 
Whoa, excuse me. Come again? Yeah, I'd fade Chase Elliott. Now, was that like an opinion? Okay, now hold on a second. We don't have Look time to go 45 minutes. Now? No, what are you going to get now? <laughs> so, so a uh, NASCAR listener, that was the professor <laughs> who said that for Chase Elliott. Um, just so you know, every week, 45 minutes in, you give us all your good stuff. We don't have time for that this week. No, we have Kentucky no, Derby. We- so give me the good stuff from the start. We just got the Chase Elliott. Fading Chase Elliott. Okay, yeah. the, the floor is fade. yours. Fade him to win. Where's he going to give me? The predictor has him 10th. Do you feel that's an accurate finishing position for the driver of the nine? Yes. Oh. Or worse. No top 10s in the last six mile and a half races. Next gen car. That's it. Average finish of 23rd in his last six starts. A mile and a half tracks. You know why I like Faden Chase Elliott? And this is has nothing to do with his stats. Because the fans love him. So you get, you get great juice going the other way, Chop, right? If you ever think you're going to get some juice, that's the thing. Uh, let's keep going down to controversy. Fade Chase. Fade Chase. I'm right. Say it again. 29th and 11 there last year in the next-gen car. Okay. I, I'm going to – let's just jump right in this. Let's keep firing. We got Chastain. He once again sent the Chastain, ruin Larson's day. It's his signature move. He's 14 to 1. The professor says seventh there in both races last year. Um, I, I, he hasn't won a mile and a half race third. ever, right? Isn't Ross Chastain 0 for on the mile and a half? He, he is. He's no won a road course. Yeah, but yeah, but then he's only got a win on a road course in, in Talladega. So. Yeah, so so I I don't believe it. Kyle Bush, I'm scared to talk because he screwed me last week. Um Bubba is an interesting one at 18 to 1, right? Like Bubba won there in the fall, was flying in the spring, but he was using apparently the same pit clue as Hamlin last week, got killed in the spring race because of bad pit stops, came back and dominated. I'll say dominated. That's fair. He kind of dominated the fall race there. He did. 2311 is gonna be on fire. Bubba Wallace, you can get him at 18 to 1. Like that. I'm telling you though, I got to like name. him. At, I like him better than Reddick at half the half the odds. That's an interesting. Okay, so talk about that. What you know, Reddick is Reddick, but you're telling me, and I don't disagree with you. But this is for the listener. You get Reddick at nine to one, or Bubba at eighteen to one. You really like that value at Bubba? Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, I, I think either one. I'm probably. I feel like either one has the same chance of winning. They could or losing, right? So, I mean, an 18. I have to agree. No, I have to agree. I mean, listen, we all want to put Reddick on the pedestal because, listen, the guy's talented. He's super talented. But, you know, I don't know. Like, man, he still hits a lot of stuff. You know, like, like, I agree. How about this, Chop? I think you're right. Whichever car, say Reddick and Bubba both good, I think whoever is in front of whom will win the race. I don't think either one of them are passing each other. Like, I think they're going to be so fast. Whoever has track position is going to be good. But I'm telling you, let's just clean up the Toyota Brigade because I think there's a name we haven't talked about, and the value is exquisite. Ty Gibbs at 15-1. Ty Gibbs' Dover performance was impressive. Do I think Ty's a favorite? No. 50-1 to in a Gibbs Toyota. Yeah. I think you have to have a little nickel on that. Has he won there in uh, Xfinity? Yeah, he's won basically over. everywhere in Xfinity. Go ahead, Professor. Yes. He, he, uh, I, I have a hard time getting this out. 
He also led every lap in, in an ARCA race there too. Yeah. So, so he he was good in uh, JV intramural basketball, which is <laughs> the ARCA race. Thanks, Professor. But and, and won there in Xfinity. Yes, I think. Listen, there's no way you're not going to have every Toyota in your lineup. Tell me one you're going to leave off, Chop. I'm not. There I you think go. This Toyota's so, weak. There you go. The Toyota Hammer. Yep, it's Toyota Hammer this week. That might be a good name for the podcast this week. The Toyota Hammer. The Toyota Hammer. Uh, Let's just talk about some other long shots real quick. Professor, I'm going to read through them. Tell me if you hear one we got to talk about. Um, Harvick, 18 to 1. Blaney, 20 to 1. Also on a long winless streak, but we don't love Fords. Logano, 20 to 1. Josh Berry, 33 to 1. I got to find him 60 to 1 at DraftKings. Yes. Uh, you know, 60 to 1 for Josh Berry after he ran 10th in the 48 with like 10 minutes of practice. I know he's been in the nine. 60 to 1 seems like a long chop. I hate to say it, but I think this might be a week for a whole lot of bets to win with a bunch of little units. You know what I mean? Yeah, especially those big ones for sure. I think with uh, Gibbs and Barry, you look at uh, Barry top 10 at plus 190. And Gibbs Ooh, at plus 160. That. That's both for sure. Plus money. Um, Look at Ricky. Ricky's plus 300 in top 10. How's he do there? He's going to tell you awful. Here's the problem with JTG. Different Their year. numbers it's are a not. different year. You're not wrong, but that's my. So. That's a guess. I, that's where I was going with it. Chopped to your point is there's nothing data wise that said Ricky should be good here. But guess what? There's nothing data wise other than Daytona, the one we missed, that says that Stenhouse shouldn't have been good. Like he's outrunning his data everywhere we go. Is that not right, Professor? Like any trends that say he should be running this good, he's running really good. Yeah, but he was eighth there last year in this race. So why not this Ooh, year? And he's like better that. this year. And he ran. Pretty you better good get that for, one in. For, for, you for, better get that one in because when this pod drops, that juice is gone. <laughs> <laughs> I have no issue or interest in any of these: Jones, Almirola, Busher, Priest, Almondinger, Haley, LaJoy, McDowell, Gregson, Gillen. Nothing. I got nothing. Hold on. I can stop talking. You skipped over Keslowski. Well, he's all the way up there at thirty to one, plus okay. one fifty for a top ten. I know you got a Keslowski nugget if you drug me all the way back to Keslowski. What he's got two Kansas wins there. He won there the last time he had a long winless streak. 60, 60 race winless streak was broken there. His pit crew is was the best last week. Talking about pit crews. They've been running very well because um Roush finished had cars, multiple cars on the top 10 the last two races. So I'm gonna tell you, here's my truth. Here's my real opinion. If I'm going to take Kozlowski, I like the five to one for a top five. I mean, I, I like the guy. He ain't breaking through for a win. Okay. Not at 30 to one. It's not enough odds. Not when I get Josh Barry at 60 to one. I mean, that's all I'll say. Like, I don't think you're wrong, right? But he's in a Ford. Yeah. Yes. I think he can run top five or top 10. I don't think he can win. He can, but I don't think the total team effort can win. All right, now I got to, I got to, we're going to scroll over. We're going to get, oh man, he's already froze the first column. Travis, you can't get something past Travis, man. He makes big improvements on the spreadsheet each and every week. Um, winning manufacturer. Let's jump right in. Manufacturer Ford plus 390, Toyota plus 145, Chevy plus 115. 
man, it's just hard. I think Toyota's your favorites, but not a lot of juice there. Top Toyota, they're dead all even. They don't know who's going to win. Top Ford, they just, man, they're, they're awful chilly today on all the good stuff here. We'll so I do to, like this one again, and we talked about it the other day. It's for a small piece of jingle. Well, no, I don't, again, with 2311. 2311's plus 450. I think you'd be better off to put both on the two winners. Yep. Put a half unit on each of them would be a better odds. All right, let's here's some interesting one. Our man Travis did some homework before we get to matchups or groups. Let's talk Caesars props. Bell and Hamlin both finish in the top three for plus 900. That's an interesting one. I could see that. Bubba and Barry both finish in the top 10 for, for plus 420. Another good. These are some pretty good ones, Travis. Well done on the digging. Um, Gibbs, Blaney, Reddick finished top 10, 600. I don't love that one. Three cars, top 10. That's hard to do. Logano and Truex, top five for 500. Bush, Truex, or Harvick win the race at plus 340. I don't like it. Elliott, Chastain, Byron, top five. Ooh, that's going to be hard to do. I don't like the Blaney or Hamlin. I'm looking what else you have. Um, before we go to the next one, did you see they had a Truex sweep at Dover? was like plus 230 or, or 2,300 or something or 23,000 yeah, or some crazy odds. Yeah. Whoever got it, congratulations. That's awesome. Um, Harvick top Ford, Reddick top Toyota for 16 to 1. I like that. What do you think, Russ? That's a fun little bet. Yeah, I, I like that one and the next one. The the Byron best Chevy and Blaney top Ford. Same thing. It's good. Caesars has some fun props this week. Let's talk um, stages. Is this a race you can win stage one, two, and three? This seems like a race you could dominate. Seven to one to sweep the week. It's happened to Kansas before. How many times? Drum roll. Professor says. Never. Some everything. Everybody, someone has to be first. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think we like some of the Caesar props. Let's talk matchups. If we're fading the Fords, let's find some. Barry over Briscoe. I'm taking Barry. I mean, it's not a hammer, but it's a bet for sure. Barry over Briscoe, yes. Logano over Keselowski, man, I don't know. After Logano's run last week, I don't know what to make of him. I'd almost take Keselowski with the plus money, but right? Oh, Chop yeah, says like him that. too, yep. Yeah, I like Keselowski. Jones and Sindrick, please. It's like throwing blind darts. Um, Bush and Bubba. I mean, if we love Toyotas, I think we got to take Bubba. Suarez and Gibbs. Suarez and Gibbs. I think you got to take Gibbs. Suarez is just a little off from last year. Truex and Bell, I'm not touching. Reddick and Byron, I'm probably taking Reddick, although I don't love this one. Sindrick and Stenhouse, Chase and Elliott. So I will say this, the Barstool matchup, Larson versus Chastain, Chastain a plus 150. I like Chastain just because Larson's either going to win and win this bet or hit something. <laughs> if you look at what, what's happened to Larson this year. I'm leaning on I my sense is Larson's gonna come back this week. Oh, I yeah, I don't think you're crazy. Do what we believe the Corey LaJoy? Uh, what oh, how about LaJoy Almondinger? We ain't seen LaJoy in a lot of matchups. Do we believe the LaJoy speed? He ran top 15 again at Dover. Let me tell you, Almondinger is an unhappy man. 
You never hear his name. If you don't, what's he's, that? He's never on no, the podcast. Listen, if you're a fan listening, here's what I want you to do. Go to NASCAR.com. Go ahead and throw your subscription down to get the radio and just listen to Almondinger for 50 laps and tell me if you think that's a man who's happy behind the wheel. Hmm. He is not. He is not happy at all. No good. I mean, he's just, like, I'm not trying to pick on the guy, right? He's just, he's unhappy. Like everything he says, he's grumpy. He's vocal on the radio. He's, he is not having a great return to cup series racing. Bubba and Reddick. Wow. I like Bubba with the big, with the big uh, plus there. I'd take the plus to be one guy. Yeah, sure. I agree. Uh, I'm, I'm betting the juice be there. Like, listen, I think Reddick yeah. is the favorite, but not for that much juice. Right. Truex and Hamlin. That is basically the professor versus chopper right there. <laughs> like both of them just shook. The- All right. Let's hey, have a little guys, side action. You don't- professor. Oh, there it is. The side action. I knew let's it was have a coming. Little side action. I don't want to bet you on, professor. I won't get it. Let's come up with something. Oh, yeah. No, he doesn't pay. It's- <laughs> I signed the back of checks, chop. That Oh, do you? Mm, that's cool. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. yeah you're one of those yeah. check let guys. me ask, let me call let me call the let me call that one you share the house with and see what she thinks because i think <laughs> i think she's gonna disagree <laughs> oh becky <laughs> um even lucas would have laughed at that one he knew better <laughs> ah dad funny <laughs> um yeah come on guys truex and hamlin let's see yeah it. i'm in all right what, what do we do? got well, what was our dinner bet? Hold on, we had a dinner bet. What was that one? Yeah, we owe the dinner. Oh, the bracket. We're going to get to that. We're going to oh, get to bracket. that. The Dirty Mo bracket's out. We're going to get to it. We're all going to fill one out. Worst guy is buying dinner. That's still going to happen. It starts this week, so fill out your bracket. Don't shake your head, Professor. You're in. If you don't fill out a bracket, it's an automatic loss. So decide if you want to take a run <laughs> at it or not. I've already filled um, one out. All right, we we'll have to get back to this bet, but the Truex Hamlet bet is for sure did happening. You see, did you see... Uh, if you looked at last week's Larson, you know, there's a bunch of favorites that would have went out if they would have done it last week, the bracket challenge. I know. I mean, it. I don't think it's as straightforward as everybody thinks. It's hard. Like, I just don't. I mean, maybe at Kansas, but it gets it. What's next? Let's, let's go ahead and do it. Shall I, shall I promote it? Now's the time. Travis is giving me the, the very professional uh, podcaster producer finger wag. All right, guys, here you go. Over the next five weeks, we'll be hosting a head to head single elimination tournament based on the finishing position of the NASCAR Cup Series drivers. The bracket with the highest score has a chance to win. Go to DirtyMoMedia.com to sign up. The grand prize is 250 bucks to NASCAR.com, where you can buy your favorite T-shirts and swag, plus a Dirty Mo Media prize pack that includes a whole bunch of stuff that the three of us have never been given. I don't know why we haven't, but apparently there's a Dirty Mo Media tumbler. There's a Dirty Mo Media shot glass. That's the rumors. Haven't seen one of those. Action's detrimental T-shirt. I'm sure Chop has one. We don't. A Denny Hamlin die cast signed by DH himself and a Dirty Mo Media hat signed by Dale Earnhardt Jr. and Denny Hamlin. If you request a chopper signature, we could probably get it put on there. There's also <laughs> 11 additional prizes. Basically, it works like this. You create a bracket by entering your email address at DirtyMoMedia.com. You'll see the link. Points are given for correct picks in each round. Round one is 10 points. Round two, the points double to 20. Round three, they double to 40, then to 80, then to 160. You get the math from there. See how your bracket progresses. DirtyMoMedia.com. You need an email, sign up, get a bracket, see how you do. Trav, I think what we'll do is we're all going to do a bracket. We're going to have an internal 
competition for dinner. And we're also going to update how many points we have so the listeners can figure out how they're doing against us. No, oh, yeah. And asterisk, next five-point races because the all-star race doesn't count. And you know why it doesn't count? Because it doesn't count for anything. So, well, let me have it. Kansas. You want me to Tri- start? Professor, the floor is yours. Kansas. Second round, Darlington. Third round, Charlotte. Coca-Cola 600. Then Gateway. And then Sonoma. So the finale is at Sonoma, but you got to get there for it to matter. All right. I love it. We're all going to go do our picks. Hey, home run. This is, this is Noble Million from the Winston Company. This has that sort of chance. Holy cremoly. As the recording of this podcast, there are 17,000 signups. Whoa. 17,000. Boom. And if you, if you, I didn't know we had that many fans. <laughs> Wait till we promote it, Chop. I mean, Danny thinks he's promoted it. It really just hit the airwaves because Dirty <laughs> Mode Doe. We're speaking to the degenerates who love a bracket. Yep. They'll fill out five. They'll, they'll be creating they'll they'll fill out five they'll create, create yeah. emails. We're going to go on there. There's going to be chopper one at Gmail, chopper two at <laughs> Gmail, chopper three at Gmail. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right, we got. Uh, let's talk about some other stuff. We're if we're fading the Fords. Ooh, 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 ooh! Hold on, I'm getting bossed around by the professor. We're coming back to the group. Okay, we can't get. We're not switch series in a minute, but we're going to trucks. Let's do the groups real quick. I'm scanning them. Nothing is jumping off the paper to me. Oh, that's not true. Group C. If you really think Toyotas are it, and you really think you're fading the Fords, Bubba Blaney, Harvick, Logano, three Fords and one Yoda. Bubba Wallace in the Toyota from 2311. I don't know what that sound means. I don't know if that means he's better or not. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't you know what I don't either. <laughs> I, I'm like Blaney, Harvick, and Logano. So it's yeah. Bubba in a Toyota against Blaney and a Ford and two champs. I mean, what could yeah, go wrong? I mean, oof. I, mean I, I hate to say it this way, but it's that. like, you, I, I know that one is. Uh, Busher Jones Priest. Boy. Come on, give us some value here. How about Group F? All right, you're on the spot, Professor. Here's one. If you had to take Almarola, Austin Dillon, Jones, or Priest, who are you taking? I have to take one of those guys? Yes. The answer to me is obvious. Eric Jones. I agree. That's the obvious one that jumps off the paper to me. Man, I just think these people don't like action. Yeah, that I, I haven't bet a group in three weeks. I mean, it's, and you've won, right? Yeah, it's been pretty good. No, I mean, my point is, like, but the, but the odds, I mean, it's just uh, they're the killing them. Two to one out of four guys is a joke. Yeah. I'm not going on another rant about the sports books, but I've done it enough. Yeah. All right. Car numbers. If you took, um, no. Travis, keep it keep it down about the under not cash and chop nose. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I'm well aware. <laughs> hey, how many times has the winner at Kansas won at least another stage? Uh, four times. I say that because Caesar has uh, stage one in the race win and stage two in the race win, both as odds. <laughs> We're just trying to spend chops money. We're looking for any bet we can get chops action on. I fired last week. Highest, highest unit total yet. 
They, yeah, there's no doubt. When it came across on our text, we were like, oh boy, the job's on fire. He's, oh boy, he, even the professor, he start, started to get a little nervous. He started to get a little sweaty on that Monday race. He was like, oh boy, I hope this works out like it did. I'm like, yeah, you better hope it works out. Job will come over there and he'll get 60 units worth of, worth of blood out of you. He's going to find out if you fail him completely. 60 units was strong. <laughs> All right, let's, uh, let's, let's, Cap off cup because we're going to move on to the other series as well. Um, all right. So we, we have to take Larson and Byron. We think it's a big Toyota weekend. Chop says he's going to be on every Toyota a little bit. We like the top tens, kind of the same group we've been on, except for Barry's in it. Now we love Barry uh, Gibbs and a Stenhouse junior for top tens. I see chops head nodding very dark yep. on the camera today, chop, but I see you um, DraftKings matchup. We love uh, Barry over Briscoe. I think we love. Gibbs over Suarez, we love. Larson and Chastain, we think Larson's going to be good, but Chastain's plus money, and Larson has had a tendency to have issues. Uh, so I wouldn't get crazy on that one, but for the plus money, I would take it. Bubba over Reddick, I think the same thing. I would take it for plus money. We don't see any value in manufacturers, no value in uh, race teams. The group bets have been stinky. Uh, did I miss anything, or is that pretty good? Oh, and some crazy props. Let's not forget about those. We really like on Caesars, go to the props page. Harvick top Ford, Reddick top Toyota plus 1,600. Byron top Chevy, Blaney top Ford at plus 1,000. Um, and then we have a couple other props. So I think it's time. Let's talk a little bit of Kentucky Derby. We're going to welcome in our special guest, but don't disappear because after the Kentucky Derby, we're going to talk some trucks, right? And Xfinity. We got both this week, Professor, or just trucks? Just, just trucks. trucks. I didn't even know the trucks existed. I got called out on uh, the Dale Jr. download. They asked me to name some drivers from the truck series, and I could name how many? How many, Professor? Zero. Yeah, got, I can name you zero. Two. You got two. I, where, you where, two. I, I know, but he doesn't want to give me credit. So we're wow. going to come back and talk to, talk to truck series. But first, let's welcome in our special guest and talk a little Kentucky Derby. Oh, man, it is special guest time because it's a special weekend, the 149th running of the Kentucky Derby. And you cannot have a gambling podcast without talking about one of the most bet on events of the year. Uh, I would argue perhaps only second to the Super Bowl. So for that, because for the professor and I really don't know anything about horses, we're going to bring in, uh, I'm, I'm going to say a horse expert, but a gambling expert. He's the board guy. You're going to know him, Steve Kornacki from NBC Sports, NBC News. If there's something going on with the touchscreen, Steve, you're on it. I watch you from politics to Sunday night football, and I will definitely be tuned in for basically all day coverage uh, for the Kentucky Derby. So welcome. Hey, it's great to be here. This is an, uh Long-time horse racing fan, so this is this week is always one of the funnest of the year. So we want to get into the handicapping, but before we jump right into the handicapping, let's just talk about the weekend because there's a couple things I think the fans should know. Before we talk about how you bet on horse racing, I think it's important for everybody to know it's not just the Derby. Like, it is a weekend uh, full of degeneracy, and in my world, that is a big <laughs> compliment, right? So we have yeah. Thursday, Friday, but really all day Saturday, there's undercard races that'll go on. So kind of take everybody through – um, what coverage starts at noon, right? It's a full day on NBC. Yeah, the coverage start. In, really, you're looking at two days here: Friday on uh, I think USA, Saturday on NBC. Coverage will start at noon Saturday on NBC. I think we're going to be on the air till seven thirty. Everybody obviously is is focused on the Kentucky Derby, the the most famous horse race every year. Um, but there's a lot of other races on Saturday, and there's a lot of others on Friday. The big one on Friday is the Kentucky Oaks. It's basically the Kentucky Derby for female horses. Uh, it's the biggest race for Phillies. 
you know, all year that you're going to have. So that's going to be the, the the big sort of capstone to Friday's coverage. And then all, you know, afternoon on, on Saturday, you're going to see some of the biggest names uh, in horse racing. You know, there's going to be sprints, there's going to be turf races, there's going to be all sorts of, uh, and, and it really is when you say a degenerates or, or a, a and yes, that could be a, yes. It's not, it's not a term of disparagement for a lot of gamblers. I can tell you, uh, and I don't think I need to tell you, but um, you know, you get what you're looking for when it comes to horse racing. In a lot of these races, you get big fields, you get tons of people betting, huge betting pools. It creates lots of opportunity. There's potential for value. There's a lot of potential to lose, but there's a lot of potential to make a big score too. I won't lie. Listen, the Kentucky Derby party I go to, Professor, the best bet is do the mint juleps win or does the Derby win? Because 50-50, how many people make it to the final race? <laughs> we start right at noon. We're going to make a day of it. Um, so it's going to, you know, look, I'm in for the long run. I'm going to be interested, but some people can't quite pace themselves. Let's talk about betting and horse wagering. Um, I think everybody understands, right? You can bet simply to win the the the, the event, right? So we see uh, the favorite Forte. I have them on my sheet at three to one. I'm not sure if those odds have moved around or not. And we see long shots all the way to 50 to one. I think the better understands it's just a multiple of their money. But what other ways? What are popular ways to bet on uh, the horses? Yeah, well, and one thing to keep in mind, too, is what you're seeing right now with the odds is the morning line. So this is the estimate from the track of what the odds are going to be. We're really not going to find out till Saturday what the odds actually are, because the odds are just a reflection of who is betting and how much money is being bet on each horse. So the odds are going to fluctuate during the day. And I think this is a really interesting year because one of last year, you had rich strike win at 80 to one. You had one of the biggest upsets of all time. And one of the theories this year, a lot of folks have is that because you had that last year, people are going to be a lot more willing to bet on the long shots this time. So you might see 50 to one right now in the program and you might wake up, you might look up on Saturday afternoon and that horse is only 25 to one. So there's, I think there's more potential for variance this year from the morning line to what you're actually betting. And I think you got to ask yourself, you're going to have to really ask yourself a question. Um, you know, if you like a horse, take a look at the morning line, take a look at what the real odds are and say, do I still like the horse? I think that might be in play more this year than in the past. But yeah, obviously betting to win uh, is the simplest. Um, tons of other ways you can do it. You can do an exacta. And what that simply means is you're betting to get first and second place. And last year is, you know, the ultimate example of this. I, I you know, it happened last year. It'll probably never happen again. But last year, Rich Strike was the longest shot on the board, as I just said, 80 to one. And second place in the race last year, Epicenter was the favorite, was the five to two favorite in the race. So if you had done a bet, there's 20 horses in the race, and if you had done a $1 exacta and the bet was all, meaning you're just going to take every horse in the race over the favorite, Epicenter, you know, basically you're saying Epicenter comes in second and anybody else comes in first. You could have made that bet for $19 last year, and that bet was worth $2,000 as it turned out. So that was a, that was a huge payday because you had, and I, I actually know, uh, somebody who had that bet and, and if, you know, it was, it was just all over the favorite. Um, now it's, that is a dramatic and extreme example of it, but in a race like the Kentucky Derby where the pool is huge, where the odds are really spread out, you can often get an exacta or a trifecta that's getting first place, second place, third place. That's getting all three. Um, you can get real big payouts. They can escalate and multiply really quickly. So that's, those are popular bets. <laughs> and then doubles, you know uh, you're trying to get like, the winner of the race before the Derby and the winner of the Derby. You could try to get it that way. 
You could do an Oaks Derby double, get the winner of the Kentucky Oaks Friday, get the winner of the Derby Saturday, you get a good payout that way. There's no shortage of, uh, of options for you. So I like the trifecta box. Um, I'm from the Northeast, not as much straight up horse racing, but a lot of harness racing up there. Same idea, same wagering system. And the box allows you to basically pick three horses. And when you box the bet, um, it's kind of like a uh, round robin parlay, right? I'm getting every order of the one, two, threes. I'm not going to pretend I know the multiplier. I don't bet enough on the horses to know the multiplier exact, but I do like the trifecta box. Um, and I, I'm the guy that's pretty boring. So I'm going to take the, let, let's talk about who I should bet. So I'm a guy that looks in here and I see Forte at three to one. So I, he's in my box for sure. I'm taking him in the trifecta. I'm even going to take, uh, what is that? Tap it. Trice, probably the second favorite. So I take those two and every long shot in a trifecta box. And that's kind of how I do it. And it's, you know, it's not cheap. A $3 bet turns into a few hundred dollars very quickly. But if you can hit that long shot, um, it usually at least pays for itself. And it gives me something to cheer for. Yeah, I mean, look, there, there's there's the theory that you put them all in a box. And like you're saying, you get any combination of horses. If you put five horses in the box, any combination, first, second, third, gets it for you. If you're a little more confident, if you're a little more confident that a Forte or a Tap at Trice is going to win, you could key Forte and Tap at Trice. So one or two of them has to come in first, and then you can put in more horses for second and even more horses for third. And what that would give you is the opportunity to kind of juice the bet a little bit. So instead of going for like a $2 try, now maybe you're going for a $10 try, but the one, you know, those two, one of those two has to come in first. I, a good, you know, kind of rule of thumb I always tell people with the trifectas is, you know, think two, three, five, two on top, three in second, five underneath in, in third place. Um, and and you could juice that a little bit. And um, uh, it, it, maybe it's not Forte and Tappet Trice. Maybe you have a you have a, a long shot pick you like and you want to uh, try to put that that one on top with Forte. There's, there's a couple possibilities there. But, yeah, there's a tri box, a super box. One, two, three, and four. You know, that's a popular bet on Derby Day, too. Um, I've tried that one before, never hit it, but uh, that can change your life if you do. I love this guy. <laughs> I'm telling you, Chop, Chop, I feel like saying, so Steve, this will mean nothing to you, but Chop's going to like this. Hey, Chop, you know why I'm taking all these notes? Because our favorite golfer hit it on the water on 18 in a big banker game. So I now have oh. the funds for the Kentucky Derby this weekend Beautiful. straight off the golf course. I did a little, uh, I did a little pre pre-wagering today on the golf course to fill my Kentucky Derby billfold. So I'm ready to go. It's going to be great. So Chop, you take all that down. What, what do you come on? I know Chop, you bet the ponies. You're going to be on it all Chop. What are you going to do? I'm going to wait for Steve to put out his uh, Steve's picks and jump on board. Cause I know zero about horse racing. I've got a buddy, the nine down at O'Reilly's in Hilton head. Who's got a little inside and he sends me some stuff from time to time. But uh, I think Steve, you need to give us just, Send us what you like. We'll jump on top. We don't care. I was, was going to say that the, the, the best strategy with my picks sometimes is to fade them. That 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 can be the most <laughs> useful thing I can offer you. Well, that you have <laughs> you met Denny Hamlin? Denny Hamlin, he's our fade man. No, that's a whole nother story. We won't pick on poor Denny. So, Steve, real quick, though, for the new gambler, let's talk about you mentioned how the odds are going to change. So let's just talk about this. If you if I put my bet in today and I picked up, we'll call Forte at say three to one. Right. Regardless of where those numbers are at. Do I get to get paid on my bet time or post odds? My point is, you know, if I pick up a favorite to win a basketball game, whatever my ticket says, I get paid regardless of where the odds go. Same opportunity in, in horse racing? 
No, this is where horse racing is different than all the other sports, you know, with this, you know, flood of legalized sports gambling. This is a key thing for people to understand. And I think this is a key issue in horse racing that, that might be changing. But if you're doing football, if you're doing basketball, if you're doing baseball, you're betting against the house. So the house is going to set the odds and you're going to get the odds that you bet. You know, so if you get, if you bet, if you get three to one, when you get that ticket, you're getting three to one. Now the house may end up moving the odds as game time approaches, but it's not going to affect you if you've already bought in at three to one. In horse racing, you're not betting against the house. You're betting against your fellow players. So it's called paramutual betting, paramutual wagering. And so that means the odds are, are an entirely a, a reflection of how much money the public is putting on each horse. So the horse that has the most money that on it is going to have the lowest odds. The horse that has the littlest, the smallest amount of money is going to have the longest odds. And basically in horse racing, the house's role is just to take a chunk of that. It's called the takeout. And it varies by track. And they'll, they'll just take 19% of all the money that's in the pool and they just keep that for themselves and they just distribute 20% job. 20%. That's a rake right there. Holy yeah. smokes. Jeez. Okay. So, so is that why, so you're saying, so make sure I understand this. There's no get it early. There's no watch the numbers post time. Like, so other than the people that are there at the Derby, everybody else is doing this on an app. So the same thing affects the app. So you're telling me whatever app people are using, I think Quinn Spires is a very popular one. Um, I see that online. A lot of other apps are available. Um, I think every book has some sort of action, but but Twin Spires is probably the biggest one I hear of. Um, you might as well, if you're electronic, just wait until post time because then you're you're going to have a better idea of what you really are wagering. Because it can, like, how much can we see something fluctuate when the mint juleps get flowing and we're 30 minutes away from post time? It's got to make a big. I mean, it's got to make a big move, right? It, yeah, I think it's a little different with the Derby than your day-to-day -day race at you know Aqueduct or Fairgrounds or wherever. In those races, and again, this is a major issue in, in horse racing right now, in your day-to-day -day race, you're seeing these huge fluctuations when literally the horses are in the gate. Um, and what that is, is you have these like syndicates of, of algorithmic, you know, computer-based uh, bettors who basically have access to the wind pools and they'll, they'll flood the pool with hundreds of thousands of dollars in the final seconds, just based on what they think the value is. It's a little different in the Derby. I don't think it's as susceptible to that because it's the most bet race of the year. So you're talking about a pool just of millions and millions of dollars. And so I think even when there is late money coming in, it doesn't affect it as much. So I would watch the odds, though, you know, during the day. Funny things can happen with the odds. Like I said, because of Rich Strike winning at 80 to 1 last year, we might get some real funky odds this year. And I'll tell you, the other thing that happens, the one I'm looking for um, in this race is, again, this is unique to the Kentucky Derby. When you get a horse that has a name, a popular name in it, it gets bet a lot by people who just either have the name or know somebody with the name. So there's a horse named Two Phils in this race. And it's 12 to 1 on the morning line. And I'm honestly curious if he's going to take a ton of extra money and end up at like 6 to 1 or 7 to 1 because everybody named Phil and everybody who knows of Phil is going to bet this horse. This actually happened in the Derby five years ago. There was a horse named My Boy Jack. He was 30 to 1 on the morning line. Turned out there's a lot of people named Jack in America. He went off at 6 to 1. He was the second choice in the race. And the only reason was because people liked the name Jack.
Well, so if I go with that one and, and Chop and the professor will back me up on this, I'm going to go with Hit Show and Raise Kane. Because if you hang out with me enough, Steve, you realize those are right down the alleyway of kind of how it works around here. Uh, so I like that. Okay, so do you have a horse? I'm not going to put you on the spot as the handicapper, but you said fade you. So let me see who I'm not taking. Who's your favorite? So I can at least cross them off so, the list. So I've been agony. I've been watching all the races. I've been watching all the replays. I've been reading every article. And I have second, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth guessed myself. And right now, uh, I've narrowed it down to four horses. So, <laughs> I'm not there yet, but I can tell you the four that I've narrowed it down to. In no particular order, uh, verifying, uh, two fills, practical move, and angel of empire. Um, and I, I, at any given minute, I'm going to give you a different answer from those four. But the common denominator there, I think, is I'm looking for value in the Kentucky Derby. I like to bet against the favorite. I, I, the favorite Forte absolutely could win this race. I would not be shocked if he does win this race. But my general rule is you don't get too many 20 horse races a year. You don't get this kind of chance for value that often. Uh, and so unless the favorite is just looks like a generational horse to me, I like to try to find a price uh, in the Derby. And so I, I'm biased towards that. And those are the four who I think are going to go off at you know, kind of realistic prices where you could make a real nice score if they win. And I'm kind of agonizing among them. Well, Steve, I want you to know with confidence that this degenerate group is going to have all four of those in a super box. We're also going to have all four of those um, in probably an exacta. I'll probably put an exacta box all four separately with Forte just in case he does win. So if either of those four horses lose to the favorite, Deep down inside, you can have a little bit of warmth knowing that the Dirty Mo Doe group has at least put a little bit of change in our pocket uh, from you joining on the pod today. So I really appreciate it. I'm going to remember that. And they feel free to give me a little cut if that happens. I like it. I like it. <laughs> Steve Kornacki from NBC Sports, NBC News. If there's a touch screen and a board and we're breaking down data, Steve's the guy on the touch screen. I appreciate you joining us today, breaking down the Derby, the 149th running USA and NBC. The big day Saturday coverage starts at noon on NBC. Steve, good luck keeping it all straight. Uh, I know the three of us will be tuned in. Our apps will be fired up. It's a full day of racing. We appreciate you joining us. All right, good luck Saturday. Hey, Dirty Mo listeners, this is Dylan Hart Jr. It's May, and you know what that means. The Indianapolis 500 is just around the corner. Thankfully, we have Speed Street with Indy car racer Connor Daly and comedian Joey Molinero. They're going to get us ready to go. Follow Speed Street so you never miss an episode and get ready for the greatest spectacle in racing, the Indianapolis 500. All right, guys, that got me pumped up. I'm ready. I know we're going to have Kentucky Derby bets. Boy, I got a legal pad, the trendy legal pad. It's got a couple pages after that conversation. You can't have my cheat sheet. Uh, I appreciate Steve Kornacki joining us. Verifying two fills, practical move, angel of empire. I think I might go with that angle, though, of just betting the names. Chop, is that what we're doing? Are we just going to fire on the names and see what happens? I don't know. I kind of like that little uh, the four ball he gave us there that we can try to Whatever you're saying, exact is trifle. I don't know what they all were, but you know, <laughs> super box. Just, uh, just, we're gonna uh, do a four. We're gonna do an exact box. I'll say, listen, this week I'm gonna put out my Kentucky Derby action. My Kentucky Derby action. If you listen to this pod Saturday morning, it'll it'll come out. We're gonna have a Kentucky Derby action. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm thankful. There's a couple alternates. One of them is King Russell, and if that thing joins the race, then I'm not betting on any of them. Because <laughs> there's no way King Russell should even be even be in the loop. All right, we we seem to do good on all the other series, but no one ever talked to him. How about a truck series? 
Big name this week, Kyle Busch. He's only won 6,557,000 times in NASCAR, mostly in the trucks. How many truck wins does he have, Professor? 63. And how many starts? Not many. Stand less by. than 100? Probably no, less than 100. More than that. 63 and 168 starts. So nearly a third? Yes. Let, more than a third. Yes, it's like 30. Kyle Bush to win. Kyle Bush to win's even money. So let's talk about other guys that could beat him. We got Smith, Majeski, Rhodes, Sanchez, Chastain. What's Chastain in, man? 13 to 1? Is he in that bunch of a. Or is that his brother? Less than ideal automobile? Mm-hmm. No, that's Ross. Um, he's in the Nice truck, which uh, same truck that Hosevar won in. Like our equipment, anyway, not the same exact truck. So am I crazy to think that Chastain at 13 to 1 is a reasonable bet? The man's a cup winner. It's reasonable. Well, uh, we already proved that I don't know anything about trucks. So, Professor, the floor is yours. So I Majeski's been super consistent this year, hasn't won yet, but I, I like him, him to win. Um, Sanchez, the last mile and a half track we went to in trucks, dominated, led. 168 of 172 or 73 laps um, and was wrecked under the green-white checker. Um, Host Ooh, of good thing Chubb didn't have him. Good thing Chubb didn't have him. He'd have thrown, oh boy, he'd have lost his mind. It, and Hosevar is the one that won, and he's he's 33 to 1 to win. So, okay. But all their odds have to get longer with Kyle Busch in the race. Yeah, that's true. So do you do, just follow me for a minute. Do you do a monster 10-unit bet on Bush with like three or four other little single fires and you file on Majeski, Chastain, Sanchez, and Josevar? Probably is Corey Heim can win, Christian Eckes. See, I even know who they are. Stuart Friesen, 40 to 1, no chance. Um, good talk, Professor. I don't know. <laughs> well, I, I, I gave you all the information. I don't know what else you want. I don't know. Here's, it, you uh, want to know my opinion? Friday night or Saturday night? It's Saturday night. Here's what you do, Chop. Let me let me just tell you how it's going to be. Let me give you Chop Saturday. It's going to look a lot like Steve Saturday. It's going to look a lot like every degenerate listening to this podcast is Saturday. We're going to get up, feel pretty froggy about life early in the morning. We're going to get out our computers. And we're going to research Kentucky Derby all of a sudden like we know what we're talking about. In the end, we're going to bet exactly what Steve Kornacki just told us. We're going to fire so many bets like we did the last time at the Kentucky Derby. We didn't know who owed what to who because we had so many bets going on at a Kentucky Derby party. It was impossible to figure out. We're going to start hammering it at noon. We're going to try to mix in a water at least between every two or three mint juleps. We're going to get the horse game out. We're going to throw dice, double down and bet somewhere in this drunken fiasco. We will make. Uh, the suggestion that Chop bets a bunch on Kyle Busch, and if we stay awake through the truck race, we'll wake up Sunday morning to see how Chop won. How's the sound, Chop? Lovely. Sounds like a great day. It sounds like a great Saturday, I'm telling you. So why don't you go ahead right now, while we're sitting here and talking about it, and just take you Kyle Busch for a little jingle so you have something to talk about in the truck race, because that, I mean, that's what's going to happen. All right, I'm on it. Look at the professor. He doesn't know how to take us. All right, we're not leaving here. We talked about the axe throwing. We got a little, you know what, Chop? You might be our fifth. We're going to have a little uh, a little internal um, TV network golf event. Um, the Rick Allen will be there. So you're going to have to come and Rick Allen, Rick Allen. Love and that. then, but we're not leaving this podcast until I hear what's on the line between Truex and Hamlin. So 
I have a suggestion. <laughs> Let me. I on. think I'm listening. I could say I could use that uh, Emmy for a week or two. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> I'd give you one of my GGT golf tournament trophies, but I don't have. You no, know, here's what we're gonna do. Here's what we're gonna do. Here's what we're gonna do. Chop. What are your boys like? Uh, your man's a golfer, right? Yeah. Your youngest is a golfer. Yeah. All right. Here's the wager. The loser, if Chop loses, if Martin Trex Jr. outruns Denny Hamlin, Professor, you have to buy Chops Jr. Porter. A dozen golf balls. Huh? His name's Porter. Yeah. We're going to have Porter a dozen golf balls. What does he need? Golf balls? <laughs> yes. Outfits? What's Porter Here's, need? He hits it worse than you do. We're going to get him a dozen golf balls. <laughs> but now the difference is dozen golf balls. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But, but if Truex outruns Hamlin, the chop is going to have to buy Lucas and Graham. Oh, no, no. I know what we'll do. No, we're going to take Lucas and Graham tubing on the lake. Because they love tubing on the lake. They Perfect. love it. Love that. There you go. It's a dozen golf balls versus a tube. And let me tell you, a dozen and golf I'd like balls to get getting that cheap. I'd like to get that professor on the tube. Ooh. I will say this, though. If you've seen how much gas is on the lake, a dozen golf balls, you're getting off cheap. Yeah, yeah. I was excited about that. Yeah. <laughs> dozen golf balls. All right. It's going to be a good time. What could go wrong? It's Kansas. Um, Chop is in Toyota heaven. Don't sleep on Larson. Don't sleep on Byron. Um, and listen, more importantly, go to Dirty Mo Media. Fill out your bracket. We have a dinner bracket challenge in five weeks. Uh, which would be good because after Sonoma, there's an off weekend. I'm going to make a reservation right now at Stake 48 in Charlotte because this is going to be an X. Oh, yeah. What was that, Professor? <laughs> what was that? Oh, yeah, Professor. We're not going to Wendy's, Professor. <laughs> Bring that big, fat Professor wallet to buy dinner when it all goes bad. All right. Thank you to Steve Kornacki for joining us. Don't forget, guys, there's NASCAR action in Kansas, but don't sleep on the Kentucky Derby on Saturday. It's going to be a great time. You're going to want to get your bets in for the chopper and the professor. I'm your host, Steve Letarte. May all your bets pay off. Check out Dirty Mode Media on Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram.